welcome to the Seductive Traveler podcast, hosted by Henrik and Adam. This is the place where we'll be talking about seduction, traveling, exploring the world, lifestyle changes, and much, much more. This is the Seductive Traveler podcast. What's up, guys? It's Adam. And Henrik, or the opposite. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Budapest, no. Belgrade. We are in for- Fortress. And uh, we have a special quest today as well, here. His name is Buba. He's a world traveler, mountain climber, and a chess player, a master of chess. And he's with us in the park. We have a funny, special topic, maybe not funny, interesting topic for you today. For you today, it's about psychopaths and uh, how you can meet them in the daily life and how can they f- fuck up your life if you don't know that they are psychopaths. And we had a good example of it with recent approach of a girl from by Henrik in the city of Belgrade. And interesting story, Henrik, tell us about it. Yeah, sure. So, a couple of days ago I met this uh, girl in the daytime um, by totally accident. I was We were filming infield and uh, I made a couple of approaches, but I think they were normal girls. But after a while I met this one girl which was... Uh, which why I was uh, wearing uh, eye contact before, had eye contact, and uh, uh, I hesitated to approach. But uh, then I met her again, by totally a random, randomly. And uh, she started to immediately introduce herself, uh, her name, her jobs, which was actually a secret agent. <laughs> and uh, and all the skills she had, she could uh, sing, speak multiple languages, do some karate, you know, amazing human being. Wow. After that, the introduction, we went to the... That here in the fortress where we are we are now, she showed me her moves, her body to me. You mean the boobs? I mean the boobs, <laughs> and uh, she kissed me. She sings songs, Serbian songs to my ears, and I was thinking that oh yeah, this is awesome. You know, a girl never sang to me on the first date, and uh, it's a uh, it's wonderful. But I, all the time I felt like I'm, you know, what's happening? I don't know. I, what's going on? This is unusual. But I let it like I let her lead all the time, and I, I didn't take uh, any charge in the situation. So after a couple of hours, we went back to my place, and uh, the seduction continued. We had, uh, you know, she danced me again, you know sing some opera songs uh, and I was mesmerized and then we had a a sex afterwards 
but uh, she didn't feel any emotions, you know, I tried to, you know, cuddle with her and, uh, you know, please her, but nothing. <laughs> and the other only thing, what she could felt, that I, I bite her and then she a little bit felt something. And all the time I was thinking, okay, maybe, you know, I don't know, this is a little, maybe she just likes uh, tougher and harder things. <laughs> but uh, uh, then on the, we slept and uh, on the next morning I felt tired because the all night action. And while I was still under her spell, you know, and... Uh, we went to a morning coffee. She drew me a picture for me, this very shitty picture with, with no, no like artist. Yeah, I am very judgmental, but you know, <laughs> the person who can do things in her lives and so many things, uh, you cannot take it really seriously. But you know, you never know because this happened to me, and you know, these people can can pretend so anyway I was actually a little bit uh, now I now, now I made the move actually and I asked her that what what is my name and she didn't even remember my name so who the hell don't sorry who the who the person is that who don't understand or don't my name it was a little bit strange so we go on, we left the coffee house and ta-da, another surprise. I bought her an underpanties for $3. <laughs> That's huge, man. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, after that uh, I went with her to the bus station and uh, she she went home and we ag agreed to, you know, meet tomorrow again. At this point, I, I came tired at home. I tell all the story to Adam, you know, what happened. You know, usually when you are in a date with a girl, you know, it's a good experience. And uh, and you wanna you are happy and you want to share and you're willing to tell people what you what you feel like. But when I when I came there and I said, uh, I don't remember that uh, the first thing I said that I was feeling that I she was cooking a frog, you know, that she was slowly coming into my, you know, my frame and my, my eating my emotions. When I, when I was back at home, I felt, I saw this, uh, a phone, accidentally, of course, and uh, she left the phone, she left, phone. She left the phone to, for, for my place on purpose so she couldn't come back. Well, I was tired, I had to sleep. And after two hours, I heard this ring bell on the door. What, what's going on? Who's our door? And uh, I went to the door and see. I said to Adam, "That's a, that's the crazy girl. That's the crazy girl." <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after that, uh, well, I, because we discussed that, you know, this is definitely uh, she. She's not the normal. You know, don't show em emotions. I just uh, invited her in give her his phone uh, and uh, just left left her away and uh, I actually never never see see her again after that so 
that was like my my story but uh but afterwards i still feel that you know this uh, because i all all the time i give all my resources my energy i felt trained afterwards and i didn't get anything back from this person not in a single single emotional uh, or empathy uh, connection so I was uh, tired for maybe a couple of days and I was thinking her because you know I, I really felt emotional connection with this person and I wanted to you know spend more time with her I never receive it which was which was unfortunate in my opinion you know it's uh, when you guys they they came there or do your thing it's important to notice these people are around us you know you never know who you're gonna meet and uh, so it's, it's it's important to notice that they are alive and uh, not alive but <laughs> in our company <laughs> yeah and then we discussed this actually so when you uh, I've met that girl also shortly I immediately saw that she's like uh, a bit crazy the one thing an interesting thing that you did Henrik uh, because we were in field recordings uh, videos you didn't turn off your microphone and we could record the whole conversation with the girl and uh, because I had a contact with a lot of uh, psychopaths in the past and had some past related with these guys uh, I could like read from whatever I could hear from the, your, your recording how many signs of psychopathy she gave so psychopaths are usually people who show no emotions they are um, very good at manipulating, very good at uh, flattering their prey, very smart as also as well. Most of the information related to the psychopaths I got, for example, from this book, Psychopath Free, all the resources, they give you like 30 flags or 30 red, red lights that you can analyze uh, when you meet a person and it seems like really weird to you, you can check up if, if this is not a psychopath. These people are dangerous beings, I would say, because if you meet somebody like Henrik met uh, on the street, and but you have a lot of experience you can with women and you basically can see the differences between somebody you met before and this person, uh, you, it may be like a warning sign and you may just leave the person and just decide not to be with her. But imagine you're a someone who's like a 30 year old virgin you know meets a woman on the street for the first time like this and she completely uh, she completely uses you and use your emotions yeah you can say it like this but what i want to say is more uh she's like a dream girl she can she can uh -huh. appear as a dream girl to you because she will flatter you she will tell you how amazing you are she will uh, play theater games, dance for you, sing for you, appear as the perfect girlfriend for you, and you may fall may fall victim to that person. She will prey on your emotions, play games behind the scenes, and maybe a couple weeks, years, days, whatever later, use you in some crazy way because she has no empathy simply. And uh, according to the studies, you know, which you can also get from the internet or the book Psychopath Free, um, there is around 6% of those around us, so it's not that uncommon. And often you hear also stories of these people like doing some damage or just having a damaging or crazy behavior around you. Um, we have multiple stories of those, 
but maybe Buba, you're here. You can tell us a story of a Martin. It's a male psychopath that you met in Ecuador. That's an interesting one, I would say. And how did it feel for you to meet this guy? Like, uh, what did you think first, first day as you met him? And when did you realize that he's fucking crazy? So, hi, my name is Buba. Some months ago, together with Adam, we went to Ecuador for some <clears throat> from some retreats with the local shamans, with the indigenous people shamans. We had some reasons, personal reasons, to go there. It was, all, was also clear to us that we're gonna meet some other people having some other reasons. But actually, we didn't expect that at the end it comes up that our reasons are not reasons at all. So, one of the person we met then there was Martin. The guy. Let me tell the short story and uh, short story and describe him before I go jump into the kind of um, not relation, but how the interaction I had with him. So Martin is mid of 30s uber driver first time in uh, first time abroad out of australia whose parents died in age of four first parent died in age of four the other in age of 13 or 14. his sister is unfortunately a prostitute he was missed sexually misused uh, in age of 10 or 11 by uncle he tried to commit a suicide couple of times and while we interacted with him he was describing the way he wanted to dis uh, commit the suicide so it wasn't okay if i can say that commit suicide simply but he wasn't simply yeah, i want to kill myself but he was describing step by step what he wants how he wants and and and, and this sound pretty um, serious and pretty real to me Mm. So his parents died. He was misused, the prostitute. He, he didn't have he didn't have any um, sexual contact or any re sexual contact or even any relation to the woman for his entire life until age of 35. Oh, until we met, so in age of 35 to 36. While being in in Ecuador, at the very beginning, we actually. We didn't know each other. Okay, I knew Adam, but we didn't know the rest. Uh, the rest, and everybody started introducing himself and saying, "What's the reason to coming for uh, uh, for the retreat there?" And exactly, Martin started this Australian guy started explaining things. The retreat took us like approximately 10, 11 days, and during the second day, dinner. It was, uh, and Martin appeared as a very uh, um, talkative person, very, seemed to be very open, very open to everybody, talking about different uh, different topics, uh, having opinion on everything, until the dinner of the first, uh, second day, where something, actually I don't know what, I don't remember what, but something happened that first break happened in him. He went on the armchair, which was located in the corner on this, uh, of this dinner room or dining uh, uh, area. He had a seat there and started explaining his story of being Uber driver, 
how how he became Uber driver that he helped uh, during driving he helped uh, in in psychological way helped a guy who had some problems with his daughter I don't remember exactly what problems was there were there but uh, he had some problems and uh, while having this Uber drive Martin uh, had long talk to him and uh, two three days later after the ride Martin got a review with a big thank you from the guy so Martin starts feeling that he can help people <laughs> during the actually during this explanation of, of this uh, explanation of this story there in Ecuador I could I was sitting pretty close to Martin and I had some eye contact with him and I could also feel some energy and I felt very 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 strange okay the words he was using and the story was sound very real and very empathical and this but I felt that something's going on wrong there which I shared afterwards to Adam and another friend of us there uh, and both of them looked at me eh, booba okay but they don't they didn't really believe me yeah but okay I shared through the whole entire retreatment uh, retreat retreat uh, the guy just was uh, constantly repeating his problems he some uh, some of us including also the shaman tried to uh, help him in a way come into conversation uh, conversation with him to find the uh, root cause to find uh, yeah, to help him with this uh, with while discussing with him but it came out that actually he's not interested in in hearing or listening to others. He was interested just to explain things. After some days, I would say somewhere in the middle, I got a little bit angry on the, on the situation. I understood. Uh, I was understand completely understanding all of us are there for some help. Everybody needs some healing, but this guy obviously didn't didn't want this. So really. And during this uh, ayahuasca, San Pedro, and other retreats we had, Martin was getting uh, mad that it doesn't help him. He was constantly repeating his problems. Then he started also abusing, um, verbally abusing others that we don't understand him, that we never gonna experience things, and and and. Second last or third last day, we're actually we're doing our final sharing circle because one of us, one of participants, was about to leave. He wanted to leave a little bit earlier due to some familiar reasons. We had some after the dinner time. We had a final sharing circle and also you know nice dinner talking with people, with others there. I got I got the place actually I got the place next to Martin okay I was sitting there and what a surprise Martin started again his trauma and this and that. my and I thought yeah now I it's time to say him one of the main learnings I got out of it out of this retreat the what I learned there it was stop thinking or less uh, think less feel more stop thinking start feeling 
And it's what I said to him, Martin, the main, it's the main lesson I got here. Stop thinking, start feeling. I couldn't imagine this was the, it was like a, a explosive moment. Yeah, he ma it made him explode. The dinner was immediately over because he started screaming, abusing, explaining that we never gonna understand and we dump and we idiots and we this and we that. Within a group of, we were approximately 10, there was one woman, uh, it was the wife of the shaman also, and she was herself also a shaman. She got very wet eyes, she was very up, uh, upset, she was, that this retreat finishes as it finishes. Everybody left the room because the atmosphere was completely broken. The situation was approximately somewhere at 9 p.m. He went to the room. Room was uh, out of the uh, building. We had food. We were doing our daily activities. Uh, out, uh, the rooms were outside in kind of barracks. There were two uh, two bedrooms. Mm. So Martin left. We stayed for a while, talk uh, for a while for two, three more hours, talking, having fun, there, laughing. After coming back to the to the room, to the rooms. I still had some some chat with Adam, but Adam, while entering the room, did one of best things ever. He locked the door. What we didn't actually used to do in this place. He locked the door. Okay, after this chat, we switched off the light, and I could hear Adam was had nice sleep. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. I was lying on the bed and uh, suddenly I heard, you know, the floor in these rooms was pretty, what's the word to say, pretty quichy, mm. it was uh, quichy, yeah. so this, uh, I could hear that somebody's walking in the middle of nowhere, no one's there, just, some, yeah, just participants of the retreat. I could see the shadow because the light was suddenly on outside. I could see shadow under the door. The, there is this little hole between the door and the floor. And I could also hear somebody, somebody's hand on the handle trying to open the door. And I was so thankful to Adam that he locked the door. Unfortunately, uh, he was sleeping. On on the bottom bed without knowing no knowing nothing he was having <laughs> yeah. I was so scared he was okay how do I know it was him this I tell you so uh, right away when he when this creature or this shadow left I could still hear that somebody's outside on the veranda there <clears throat> after twenty twenty five minutes switch the light off, the situation finished. I went down to Adam and wake him up, explain. Adam probably didn't believe me fully. He was simply tired, yeah. But I took my Swiss knife and decided <laughs> to sleep with open Swiss knife the whole night. The next day I left the room, I met Martin, our eyes met. We met each other by, uh, by eye contact and I was convinced it was him. I went to the uh, on the in the corner. There were some bottles of cola. Yeah, cola is everywhere. But in this, we were in the 
pretty closed area so if somebody got cola coca-cola we knew that actually somebody that somebody was somewhere in the city or how yeah we fa i found it pretty quickly it was martin having this cola it was also cigarettes there around and his behavior or i mean behavior it was his eyes while meeting my eyes were saying pretty much we were on the stage of some war mental war whatever when i talked to other participants to we had some also a canadian guy there and i talked to canadian and he said that actually he also woke up during this night and he was feeling something strange i was feeling pity and i was uh, careful uh, feeling uh, careful about the guy who was sharing the room with martin he was a, a guy from london they, nothing happened but the night the, the first the situation in the dining area then the situation with uh, shadow and touching the handle and then and, and these things and the next morning and the next day having the eye contact with martin i don't want to know what might have happened if adam didn't lock the door the that night and when he just i'm about to finish but this i'm somehow also interested in listening podcasts about the criminal things yeah what's happening how do the police discovered yeah and so all the time or pretty frequently i think yeah it happens somewhere far i'm living i live in europe and i think that yeah it happens somewhere far away in usa maybe in canada maybe in australia but actually such person i spent and shared my also my life with him for 10 days he was having he was sleeping room next to me and if not adam it, he might maybe potentially did something wrong that night and we don't have a choice actually a choice we never know who whom we're gonna meet the other day yeah this was the story i moved by experience in ecuador thanks Buba. awesome fantastic thanks for sharing i was there also with you so what i remember from this martin guy for me was uh uh, what was really uh, experience that I re remember till now was that he for the first couple of days I really believed that he's changing and that uh, this therapy or this shamanic retreat and shamanic ceremonies help him open up and heal the wounds and he was acting like this like in a freaking theater you know uh, appearing that it works and that he's changing he's getting better he's uh, more smiley more you know, open and uh, happy to talk. And that evening when you said to him, uh, stop thinking, start feeling, or something like this, uh, when he exploded, I could see in a change in like one millisecond coming back to what he was right at the beginning or even earlier. Like his true face appeared all of a sudden and you could see that none of these ceremonies had any effect on him while it was a completely different for all other participants where you could really see the change this guy remained the same nothing changed really zero and uh, it's also one of the properties of uh, of psychopaths is that they they don't change they remain the same uh, they're incapable of change 
uh, are incapable of change. Uh, you can find more about this in the book Psychopath Free, but uh, this is the one which is very, very common. And uh, yes, that's from the uh, from the Martin story. So in the end, just to say, you know, uh, guys, get aware of these people. They are like as many men as female uh, around you who are fucking crazy, who don't feel emotions, who, uh, you know, may trick you into being an empathetic, good person. Be aware that it may be not case and learn how to recognize this. It's not easy, but uh, investing some time uh, is definitely worth it, you know, to just spend some time reading about it and understanding that, you know, it's like a basic knowledge, recognizing different species around you. Awesome. Yeah, we're, we're here, we're men, we're looking for girls or partners or friends in our life, uh, you know, but we want to feel something, you know, we want to uh, change and grow together and exchange emotions. With these creatures, you, you can't do it, basically, it's, it's impossible, they're not capable of this. So our best advice to you guys is to simply try to avoid them, you know, I'm saying try because you may want to try and they still slip through the net and get into your life but at least you're aware and you know what's going on when some of those guys uh, hit you real bad you will you have you will understand what happened and you'll have an ability to recover from that instead of being completely confused yeah so this is what we want to share with you in this podcast thanks Bubba once again for explaining telling us the cool story and thanks Henrik also Thank you. Yeah, we talk to you in the next podcast. Ciao, ciao.